Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mommy Files of a New Black. Mom, it's a blessing, y'all. It is snowing, cats and dogs and small people. So I decided if there's no time like the present when I am confined to my peaceful space, as I can require it now, um, it's a good time to record. It's a good time to get my brain thinking and moving and also even if I don't have a chance to record or put out an episode when I need one I have one trying to be proactive this year we're trying to be what proactive so let's just jump right into it this week's episode is pretty (laughs) it's gonna be pretty deep it's gonna it's gonna touch some notes it's gonna rattle some feelings um and the reason I say that is because we're talking about friendships. Um, and this episode is no mistake. So if you were having, you know, some thoughts about your friends lately, this is your sign. This is your sign. I love when people say, oh, if you're looking for a sign to go get a nipple pierced and this is it. I'm like, well, if I needed a sign, it wouldn't be from a stranger. But cool, thanks, sis, gotcha. Right, right, right. Uh, but... I had a lot going on in the last couple weeks and discussing friendships, relationships, all those kind of ships. This is probably the one I needed to talk about. Um, I say that because nothing happens without there being a reason and nothing is on accident. And I mean that. Um... Most of my feelings are stemmed from actions in my life. So a lot of times when something's going on and we're talking about it here is because it's it's a direct reflection of what's going on in my life outside of here. Um, so friendships, how do I start this? Okay, so mommies always need friends. Don't let no one tell you. Don't let your partner, your husband, your your mate tell you anything different. You hear me? Mommies need friends. And they need to be other mommy friends. Now, I'm not saying knock your non-mommy friends off and fuck them. We on our own. Mommies against everybody. Not what I'm saying, friend. Not what I'm saying. Don't go start no revolution. I didn't say do that. What I'm saying is... When it comes down to a mom, the strongest ally you can have is your mommy friends. And I'll give you three reasons why. Reason number one, when you talk to them about your child or your children, you're not talking to someone with no understanding. You're talking to someone who is understanding, empathetic, going through it, been there, done that, going at the same pace as you, moving slower than you, whatever. But they're they're there in a way that a person without kids could never be. Sounds shitty, but let me tell you it's the truth. <clears throat> Reason being, I don't have to explain to a non-mommy. I don't have to explain to a person with kids the details of like kids going through sleep sessions and sleep schedules and the importance of daycare and 
bottle feeding versus breastfeeding and, you know, dealing with depression and postpartum and anxiety and all these things that come with being a mom. I don't have to do that when you already have kids because, bitch, you're in the same boat. We riding together, paddling at the same pace. When you don't have kids, it's like listening to a story. It's like hearing a fable. So a lot of it falls on deaf ears. And not because they don't want to know, but they just don't know. And it's crazy because I actually had a somewhat rekindled friendship that came about over the last couple of days with one of my high school best friends. And I, I classify my friends as high school, college, and adult. Um, I have a lot of acquaintances from younger years who I still know, still cool with. We reconnect every so often. People I've known when I was like six and seven years old, we're still Instagram friends. We still chit chat, but we're not besties. We're not close enough where if they got married, I would invite them. Let's just say that kind of thing. Um, but in high school, I had two best friends who were complete opposites of each other. I had best friend, we'll just call her the wolf pack. She being the wolf pack, meaning she was the rollie to parties, clubs, social settings, bad habits, sneaking out, running wild, acting stupid. She was the one I called on. Then I had my spiritual best friend. Me and her would talk about church and life and real things and real deals because that aspect of our life is where we connected. And I met the first one my freshman year, the one you know, and you've heard her voice over the last few weeks. And then my other one, my spiritual one. Um, I met her my sophomore year when she transferred. And it was really interesting because... It was like, when we met, we instantly, we kind of just, I don't know, we had a weird connection where we didn't know we needed each other, but we fell right into what I call a fast friendship. Um, But we became friends really kind of instantly, and we became really close friends based off of just our needs. She had just transferred. She didn't know a lot of people. She was kind of quiet. She wasn't really crazy, but she had that kind of personality that you can tell if you crack that shell, you can get to this beautiful, crazy, wild, fun, just outgoing personality. But you had to get close enough to know her. Um, but we'll, we'll focus on the wolf pack first. Um, me and her met each other first day freshman year, and we became fast friends. And we were inseparable. Um, A couple moments of separation, but not really. When she started dating, you know, her high school sweetheart, who ended up being her child's father. It was like when she dealt with him, she dealt with his friends. And me and her will always stay close, but we always had like a slight, slight separation, a little bit of room. Um, Because like most people were like, oh, y'all would have rolled the prom together. Y'all were best friends. It was like, no, she rolled with him and his friend. And they went on to do other things after prom, whereas like me and... The few friends I had outside of it who were like, hey, we'll ride together, we'll do this together, kind of just came back and did our own thing. It wasn't necessarily left out. It was more of you go where you're welcome. Um, and then, you know, we stayed besties, we stayed close, and 
when we went away to college, we were about an hour away from each other because we both left Jersey. She went to Penn State. I went to college here in Maryland. And literally, I would catch the bus up to see her in PA because she had an apartment. She had a little bit more social things going on. But our relationship always sustained, whether she made friends there or not. Um, uh, The one pivotal point that changed our friendship was when she got pregnant. Now, we had been through some rough times. Um, Her brother passed while she was pregnant. She had moved back. She had a lot of just ups and downs with being pregnant, about who she was pregnant by. Um, She left school. She moved back home. Like, she had all these things going on. And the one thing that changed was once she became pregnant and I was, you know, no longer living in Jersey, kind of toward the middle of her pregnancy, our friendship took away, well, it took on weight that couldn't sustain the ship that our friendship was on. Um, We went through probably a little over a year of not talking. Um, I gave her back her house key. We didn't call. We didn't text. We didn't even communicate. We stopped following each other on social media. Now, mind you, her daughter was my godchild. She gave birth to her. I was there the day she was born and then probably a month or so later, I hadn't seen her, didn't reach any kind of communication with her. It was just a vacancy of having a godchild I never saw for a little over a year. Um, it was really hard because my family was so attached to her family. So they were like, what's going on with y'all? Why y'all not talking? Why are you not there? What's going on? We would drive past her block and my dad was like, hey, have you talked to her? You need to reach out to her. And I'm just like, nah, fuck that bitch. But that's the reality of it. I was hurt. Um, that went on for about a year. And the crazier part about it was like, I, I wanted to reach out because I felt like time had passed. Her child was my godchild and things just felt like I missed the friendship that we had. Her friendship was so significant in my life that we were so attached to each other's life, so intertwined in each other's families, that it felt such a vacancy of her not being there. So eventually I found a way to reach out and in the same span she was trying to reach out to me and we were able to kind of talk and communicate and rekindle and she literally was like, I have my best friend back and I've missed you and I've needed you. And it was really hard because I was so scared to trust because parts of her that I saw when our friendship was going through a very dark moment was something I feared in someone who I've trusted with my darkest secrets, my, my, my biggest fears, my, my failures. It was someone who could take that and literally laugh at me in my face or make fun of me in my face. And I was just like, we've been through too much and I know too much about you and you know too much about me for us to sit here and act like one of us is better than the other. But we were able to talk and really catch back up and kind of get right back in the groove of things without missing a beat. And what was crazy was like, when people realized we were back to being friends, they were like, finally, thank God. You know, it was one of those circumstances where people were waiting for that. Like, y'all have been gone. Y'all have been friends for so long. Like, how how now when you both need each other so much that you're not friends? Um, but, again, our friendship has grown. I look back on that friendship where she being a single mother really needed support. Whether it be financial, whether it be emotional, whether it be physically me being there was all I could do, you know, and it wasn't until I had my own child that I could really appreciate having someone who you can talk to about your, your downfalls, your struggles with pregnancy, your fear of 
failure, the failure of your child, the fear of making great decisions or being too hard or too soft or whatever, you almost need someone to be in your corner, to be a whisper in your ear just to direct you in some kind of way. And what I found interesting was you never know you need that when you're when you're pregnant, right? Especially your first time pregnancy, you become so attached to either one friend and your, you know, the, your partner, or you become attached to your parent, like your mom or your dad, whoever is more significant. But you become so attached to them, and then immediately your partner. So it was so crazy because when I was pregnant. I really, really leaned a lot on her because she had been through it and she had a rough pregnancy and she had a lot going on, but she had been through it. And now here she was almost, you know, five years in being able to coach, talk, guide, help, give me strength when I didn't need it, but I didn't know I needed it, I'll say. And sometimes you go through that with pregnancy where you need a coach and your coach can, can't always be your parent because a lot of times your parents haven't been pregnant since you were a baby, you know? And if, you, if you're like me and I'm 30, so my mother hasn't had a kid in 36 years because technically I was adopted, so she didn't even give birth to me. She really had a different perspective, doctor or not, on pregnancy nowadays than someone who just been through it not that long ago. Um... But I learned a lot in that friendship and knowing it's good to be able to talk. It's good to be able to have someone in your corner, especially when you're going through things like baby daddy drama or partner drama or, you know, weaning your kids off breastfeeding or being able to discipline your kids. Like, it's a lot. And it's crazy because, (laughs) so back to that kind of conversation, it was like, um, my spiritual friend. Um, the crazy part is most of my friends I don't recall ever really having any major fussing and fighting and any of that. So I can't say that we fought. Um, even me and my wolf pack, you know, me and her, we never really fought. The one fight we had was about us not being friends anymore. That was the hardest fight and the only fight we've ever had. We've had disagreement. And a lot of people don't understand, like, oh, how could you not have had had any fights? I'm like, because we're adults enough that we don't always agree on everything. But when we we disagree, we can argue our point. We're not coming from an emotional place. Literally, like a week or so ago, you know, my best friend comes to me and she's like, hey, I think I want to go back to trying with this guy. And I think I want to give it a try. And I was just like, I don't think you should. And she was like, well, you're supposed to support me. You're my friend. I said, I'm your best friend. And I've known you longer than you've been with him. And I know I'm not going to support a bad decision. You want me to say nothing? Don't ask me. But as your friend, I think that you know what's best and that you can choose to deal with him. I will support you, but I'm not going to give you a push to get back with him when I don't think that's what's best. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm always going to have your best interest at heart. I'm always going to be protective of you, even when you're not protecting yourself. My job as your best friend is to never let someone hurt you, even if you let them hurt you. 
Because if I'm your best friend, my protection of you is based off of what I've done to prevent bad things happening to you, not supporting you through bad things that I could have prevented. She didn't really like that, but she was like, I support that what you're saying. Like, I get it. Like, you make sense. She wasn't angry. She was mad because she was emotional. She was emotional because she wanted me to be like, well, girl, give him another try. I didn't think he deserved it. And now he done, now he done ruined it for himself anyway. But she chose to give him that second try. I wasn't going to put her on a platter and serve her up to him. Hell no. Why? Because I knew and saw how bad he was making decisions. And all I could see is my friend being hurt, dragged, and, you know, emotionally beaten by someone who did not appreciate her value. But nonetheless, being that, you know, when you go through things, if you don't have a friend that's honest, are they really even your friend? And I honestly never really wanted to be the bad guy of my friends because a lot of times my truth is not everyone's. But you got to be sometimes. You got to be the toughest cookie in the bag because if everyone crumbles, they're looking at you. If you're my best friend, you're that. I literally have two. When people have more than two best friends, and two being that you have people in separate parts of your life. So you might have a best friend that is what I would call your adult best friend, someone you know as an adult and made adult decisions with. And then you might have your lifelong best friend, someone you've known forever and they have transcended in every step of your life. So they have the longevity just as much as that new best friend, but they've known you longer where the decisions that they make with you, you would trust. The new best friend is someone with new eyes, someone with new opinions, someone with new ideas. So they're welcome. But you got to have that balance. Um, but, you know, my spiritual best friend, I was at her wedding. Um, and I was very much a part of her family and her life as well. Because, again, we've known each other since sophomore year of high school. So a lot of our relationship was based off of longevity. And it's really hard to how can I say it's really hard to make decisions when you're separate by space and not by feelings um I feel like she exiled herself for a lot of reasons from me because I was so far being that I lived so far and that our conversations weren't as consistent as she needed and we lacked the ties that kept her bound to making herself feel happy. Um, I don't blame people when they say, you know, you outgrow friendships. And the reason I said that is because, you know, I, I feel like it's hard to... It's hard to be diplomatic. And I say that with all due respect because... You you want to be diplomatic, you want to be understanding, you want to be, you know, the best person for the job, you want to be, you know, the strongest person in the block, but it's not always that easy. I don't recommend anyone to leave a friendship without trying. And the reason I say that is because everybody thinks they know what's best. I'm telling you. They think they know what's best. They think they know that every... They think that they know what it means to be a friend. But you really don't. Nobody teaches you two things. They don't teach you how to love. They don't teach you how to be a friend. They just don't. 
And for me, I know realistically what I offer as a friend. I am consistent. I am confident. I am, you know, your biggest supporter. I'm going to be as honest with you as possible. I'm going to bring out the best of you. I'm going to support you through all your strongest decisions. And because of that, let me tell you, the best thing I can offer you is happiness. And as a friend, if I can't really be there for you, what what was my point of being your friend? And when it came down to me and my spiritual friend, we lost the connection as me feeling the need that she really needed at that point in her life. And it was so crazy because, you know, I recently reached out to her probably a couple weeks ago, just like, oh my goodness, let me tell you. I just, I really miss your food. And everybody's talking about, you know, if you, if you follow on TikTok or anywhere, everybody's trying and goosey and pepper soup and um, fufu or pounded yam, whatever. And it's like, I immediately think of her because my first African cuisine and trying things was with her and she's Liberian so I got it ethnically correct okay but what was crazy was that spark of conversation sparked her and it sparked her because in the same breath it was like you know a way for us to talk because we never really lost connection after the last year or so we kind of slowly but surely talked bits and piece wise but it was one of those things where you never (laughs) you never know how you're opening a door until you open it and I honestly I never thought you you know I needed people in my life at some point I definitely always felt like I'll be good with or without Negroes, okay? But you know what? You need people the older you get. You need people in your circle. You need those people by your side because, let me tell you, I know a lot of old people with no friends, and it's lonely. It's really lonely. When you don't have people you can call on other than, you know, family, it's like your family is great. Don't get me wrong. Don't hate your family. I'm not telling you that. But what I'm saying is a lot of times the difficulties that we go through I'm met for people who aren't blood related because they ain't judging you from a how I can get through and get to you kind of pose. It's definitely more of a you're you're like family, so I'm gonna treat you better. And I find it interesting that, you know, the more you want out of life, the more you'll get out of life, if that makes sense. And I never I don't know. It's just one of those things, I just never felt like friendships kept value after a certain time, and I don't necessarily hate losing value with people. I definitely, I'm harder to understand as a friend, because I'm always going to be like, is that, you know, is that what we're going to do? And I want to make sure that you know, like, if you make a bad decision, I, I, I'm i going to be there. I'm going to try to support you. But I'm also going to be, I'm going to be the good side, the good cop and the bad cop. Let's just say that. Um, 
And the reason I say that is because a lot of times we fall victim with trying to be people pleasers. And the reason I say, you know, people pleaser is because we want to find a way to make things work. And when they don't, we immediately just don't want to be the bad guy. And I honestly, I just never really feel like I could be a good friend without giving you the guys on the street. And if I can't give you the truth, that ain't that ain't it. And I want to be able to be honest with anybody I'm interested with. And if I can't, as your friend, I, I feel like that's a fail. But it's also something I had to learn because I feel like, I don't know. I just, I've learned how to be a better friend by being through bad times with friends. I've learned how to be a better friend when it comes to growth. And especially going through motherhood, you need a, a, a beck and call. You need someone who's going to be like, girl, it gets better, it gets easier. You ain't going to be down forever. They're not going to be assholes forever. You're going to be able to get them back on track. It's not the end of the world. Like all those things. It's just, you, you got to really know what it's worth. And I don't judge, I don't judge anyone for not knowing how to be a good friend. I blame you if you don't know how to be a better friend. And if you don't try, if you don't try to be a better friend, then that's nobody's fault but your own. Because you physically can learn that. But we're going to take a quick break and I'll be back. I'm going nowhere. talk about friends friends (laughs) I love it but yeah like I was saying I I rekindled the friendship and it was so crazy because we both were going through what I'm considering the breakup of 2020 um but she's going through a divorce and it's so crazy because it was like I remember her wedding I thought it was so beautiful I was a full part of it it was so great but she was just like it has been almost seven years and it was just it wasn't it. She said, I had to do what was best for me and my child. I said, girl, same. <laughs> it's so baffling to me. Like, those are the words that we both used because it was like, if it was just me, I'd have been gone. If it was just me, I'd have packed my bag in the middle of the night and ran away. But I had someone else I had to consider. I had someone else I had to worry about. I had someone else I had to make sure I had a place to live and had things and I couldn't be selfish and just run away. I had to be honest. And it was so crazy because I definitely was like, yo, I know what you're going through. The breakup, the separation, the trying to co-parent nicely, the trying to regain yourself, regain your confidence, regain your peace. 
one thing me and her kept saying was like, oh, I just needed my peace back. And I'm like, you never understood what people take from you until you don't have it. And being a mom, it's like, you're exhausted all the time. And when you don't have your kids, you're still exhausted because you're stressed about what your kids But I laughed because, like, my daughter's about to go away for a week. And my mom was like, oh, you know, I'll keep her for a week. And I already packed her bag because I'm crazy and I'm OCD and I got to make sure I don't forget anything. Like her slippers or her pajamas that she has enough of and make sure she has all her undershirts and all that. But (laughs) literally, I was just like, oh, God. And then I was like, oh, she's going to be gone for a week. And all I can think is not rest. I'm like, oh, I can get so much more work done. I can do some more meetings. I can do some more errands. I can, you know, do this. this. I literally am planning a week of her gone as more work so that I can get it done. Like, it's never a dull moment. Like, I'm already stressed because we got snow here recently. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I missed the day. I could have been doing this and that. But I honestly spent the last two days with her because the snowstorm started yesterday. Um, Just kind of spending time with her and trying to get her to calm do things, like calmly be here and not be crazy all the damn time. But she's two and she's in a confined space. So it is what it is. But it's like, it's so crazy because I was like, you know, the time that she's away from me, I use it to make sure I'm building something for her. And I laugh because I was like, you know, all I want to do is make more money and save up money. And it's not like, oh my God, that's so bad. All you want to do is work or work. But it's like, for me, I honestly, I never want to be in a position where we're homeless or we're depending on someone else. I want to make sure that no matter what, I have her. She's good. She's safe. She's taken care of. I don't want it to turn into, oh, I can't even keep, you know, food on my table. I can't even provide water. I can't even make sure she's, you know, taken care of, whatever. I'm always, like, trying to stay ahead of the eight ball. And I honestly, (laughs) I laugh thinking about it now because I'm just like, I just, I know how it feels to really feel alone going through a breakup. And hearing her talk about, you know, her still breastfeeding and trying to, you know, just be a parent. And she's like going through a divorce and then having to move back home with my parents temporarily and having to kind of just get her in a place where she feels safe and she feels comfortable is my biggest priority. And people don't understand, like, as a parent, and I wouldn't even say a parent, as a mom, you don't get to slack. And I know, you know, if any male listeners, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, dads do their part. And, you know, it's it's not just about the moms. But it's like, I know a lot more single moms than I know single dads, okay? And it's one of those things where I laugh a little because I know for a fact, I know for a fact, like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be and I know I have so much room to grow and so many things I can do but a lot of my pain and my feelings are like how can I say it I'm uncomfortable because I know I could do more and I'm uncomfortable until I make more happen and I want better my goal, I, I'm setting like long-term and short-term goals. So it's like by 35, I want to have my food truck. And I want to also have a better place in two years. 
um, because my lease started in October, so two Octobers from now. So not this one coming, but the next one, my goal is to be in something nicer, maybe a townhouse. I mean, not to say I won't have a man and all that, but in two years, my goal is to be in a townhouse or a bigger home where we have a little bit more space. I mean, granted, we don't really need a ton of space. But to me, it's like you have to set these goals to push yourself further and further and further than to get settled in where you are. But it's okay if where you are is where you are. Like she was like, I'm so grateful because my my family, you know, they always help me out. So I'm always, I already had a room here. She was like, but it was great to be able to come back and have a place where they're like, yeah, you can come live with us until you get back on your feet. And she was like, I also have the support of having them being able to help me with the baby. And I'm like, let me tell you, if I could have moved into my mother's house, right, and been able to have my mom fully, I wouldn't even say fully, but fully be my my in-house living care, and I don't have no real bills, like I just give my mother like X amount of dollars a month, like, hey, this is what I pay you, and I could save up the rest. I would have in a heartbeat. <laughs> Even to rent where my mother lives is like six, seven hundred dollars. Now, granted, my rent is not astronomical and it's way cheaper than what it is in Jersey. But if I could save money, I would save more money. But that only comes from me wanting to be able to have my freedom. Like I always tell people, it's hard. It's hard as hell. To, to go back from your solo life back to living with your parents and I honestly didn't think I wanted to go back I mean people I give them credit it is what it is and you can if you can I myself that wasn't my goal but honestly I also knew that my goal is to be independent as a single mother and not dependent on someone else to provide for my child or if I can't do it I'm screwed you know what I mean and I I was in that position I was in that position where I was at the mercy of the people I dealt with and I'm like there's no reason I should be making this much money and have nothing to show for no dollars, no cents, no coins, no nothing, no savings. I was like, if something was to happen, I honestly was just like, I'm screwed. But I learned how to be, how can I say, I learned how to give more for myself, do more for myself, and to become a parent that needed more for myself. And that was coming with the motivation of my friends. Like, we got your back if you need us. If you need us to do anything, we got you. If you need anything that we can help you with, I got you. And that that's the biggest part is, like, when you have friends in your corner and you have people who know what's best, it's like, <laughs> let me tell you. I, I never thought... <sighs> How can I say it? I never thought I'd be grateful for people who went through the same crazy things as me because at the same time, I'm like, I know I can get through it. Seeing, you know, my best friend striving, making money, packing bank, 
being able to provide like she never could before, it, it makes me hella proud. Because I remember when literally my best friend was living in a one bedroom, small as hell apartment, struggling emotionally, physically, all that, to now living in a two bedroom luxury apartment with a brand new whip, talking about the house she's about to buy. You know what I mean? Like knowing your worth and seeing your strength and having your growth was the hardest thing that people don't want to admit to. And I always say, you know, it's not about where you are right now, but if you know where you want to go, you can push yourself harder than anyone else will. And you don't have to wait for someone else to do that. I don't even want to say that push, but you definitely, I just want to be able to like look back and go, but you made it and you did it. And nobody can say or take it away from you or make you feel like, oh my God, what, you know, what What if I didn't do this? What if I, it was like, no, I honestly don't want no part with no one who can't better me. And I don't want anyone who doesn't see the worth of me and be able to literally go, you can do better. You want better. And you could do it without trying to hold me back or belittle my dreams or tell me what I should be doing instead of what I really want to do. Like, people don't get it. And (laughs) let me tell you, I'm more grateful now knowing what I could do and what I want to do than, how can I say it, (laughs) than where I thought I wanted to be. And I'm grateful now because I've learned so much, but I'm not afraid to ask for help. And people don't get that. Everybody be so quick to go, if I got to ask somebody to help me, I don't want to do it. It's like, "Mm, mm." I just want to make sure. I want to make sure that I can always be greater than where I started. That my next step is always going to be bigger, better, all that. And if I can't guarantee that, baby, I don't want it. I want something that when I look back, I can go, wow. Bitch, you really did that. Damn. You really, like, put yourself in and put yourself out and I just, it's so, it's so crazy because I tell people all the time, like, my goal, if I look back and saw where I am now, it definitely where, it's not where I thought I would be. And I'm more excited for what I can do, knowing where I am now as a mom. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm already thinking, like, what kind of schools I want her to go to, what kind of goals I want to support her through, what kind of dreams. Like, she has a whole dance, you know, recital coming up, and I'm so excited because I'm like, something new, something exciting, something greater. And I did it. I put her in there. I pushed her to do it. I Like, it, you don't want to sound selfish, but let me tell you, when your kids are amazing and they do things that are amazing, girl, all you want to do is be a part of it. But when you have that support system, let me tell you, let me tell you, I never thought at all that I would be where I am. I never thought I'd be able to push my friends 
and be motivational enough to be like, girl, when it's time to go, it's time to go. <laughs> and I laugh because I'm like, you know, I I was so weak at one point, right? I was so low. I was so just in an ugly space, ugly place. And I, I used to really cry because I'd be like, yo, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it. And at this point, I feel like I, I was failing. And I was failing in so many ways where I couldn't just fix it. And I couldn't just change it. And I couldn't just make it happen. It was like, girl, like you got to figure out what you want to do. And I didn't want to feel like a failure because, you know, if you already start putting yourself down... You ain't gonna make yourself no better. And I knew what I had to offer in a sense. And I knew what I needed to be better. I was like, I gotta get myself financially, you know, stable. I have to get myself in a position where I can I can make the money I need to make and save at the same time. Um I also knew I wanted to put myself in a, in a better headspace. And nobody wants to believe that. Like, that shit's hard. And I want to be able to really, like, hmm, I want to be able to do it, like, ASAP. But one thing I will say is, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to how can I say, just just know that everything will turn out for the best because the faster you think you know how things are going to turn out to be, the faster it'll prove you don't know anything. Because I tell people, I was like, you know, being low and being sad is an easy feeling. And... I never thought I would feel the way I feel about, you know, moving on with life or being able to really be independent and know what it takes. But all I I want to do is just be great. And I want to be able to really, really, really do more than what people expect of me. And I want to be able to really, you know, grow beyond my means and honestly I tell people all the time you know all you need is one step that's it one when you do one the next thing you know two three four five you be looking up so fast you be like damn that happened so fast how did how did we move so fast girl But it's one of those things you just, you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta be able to really push yourself. You gotta be able to really have a plan, sit down, a game plan, sit down and really mainstream yourself and not be afraid of failing. I I used to be afraid of failing in a sense because I was just like, you fail, you know. You never hear the end of it. But then I look back and I was like, bitch. 
if you don't fail, you ain't gonna know no difference. So, I said, okay. I know for a fact, like, hey, you could be the best, you could be the worst. And a piece of me was like, girl, you, you can't, you can't wait for things to go bad. And you'll be able to make yourself useful and get out of it. And I never want people to feel as though, how can I say it? I'm, I'm never going to make it without them. And I had to learn it. And you'll learn it too. I'm telling you, it's so crazy when you look back and you go, did it because your kids gonna look at you I always say I want to be a better example for my daughter because I, I literally get choked up talking about it but I go you know I never wanted to think this is what love is and I never wanted to think this is what it means to be with someone who loves you if she can look at the relationships I've been in and where I'm going and what I'm doing if she can be inspired to want to love and love herself first and someone to love her beyond her means and really care about her her emotions her feelings all that baby I'm teaching her mom but I got to be that example. And that's what a mother is. A mother is a what? Example. When it comes to mothers, we are setting the tone. We are breaking the mold and we are the reason. Period. And that's on who? <laughs> Mary had a little ram. Okay. But I think we got deep enough for today. You know, I think we talked a lot about friendships, which is <laughs> pivotal. I just, you know... <laughs> I take where I am, I move where it's necessary, and I grow where I need be. It ain't always going to be pretty, and it ain't always going to be what I need at that moment, but let me tell you, I can't wait. I can't wait to see this next version. I can't wait to elevate beyond what I think for myself and what I see for myself. But, you know, I'm out. I think I talked your ear off enough. I thank you for listening. I'll see how beautiful people later.